what is going on, Reborn family, to all the listeners out there. Um, I uh, It's been an incredibly crazy busy week for me. I am getting ready to head out to California for my Camp Valor uh Right now at American Brew, we are running with like a skeleton crew. Um, So I've been picking up shifts in the back of the house, which is just working the flat top, the grill. Uh, And then I've also been doing the front of the house, which has been all the lattes, espressos, the bar, being a bartender, whiskey drinks, you name it. So I've been all over the place just really trying to help my team and fill in the holes where we need them. and I think this is such a perfect opportunity and a, and a time to bring on Saks, Waylon. Uh, whenever I interviewed her a few weeks back with my co-host, Andrew Stallings, uh, there is something so fierce about Saks. And um, her it's, it's even like her presence that I could feel through the interview the entire time and the positivity. Um, I think it's really easy for, for life to make us feel incredibly overwhelmed by uh, the amount of things that feel like that that's on our shoulders that we have to carry around. Um, and this, her interview and just her presence uh, and everything that she represents uh, with, with the podcast and what we spoke about, just the positivity that, she brings to this episode and she has an incredible reborn story. Whenever I interviewed Saks, we discussed um, how she used to be like one of like the best of the best at her job and, and, and what she did in the uh, business realm. And I think like her and I are very similar because she's definitely like a perfectionist and just wanting to work and work all the time. And it can also, in the same sense, it can, it can feel like we have so much, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be in every single place at every single given moment. And, um, she, she reminded me, uh, the importance of our outlook, um, our outlook on the, uh, challenges that we face throughout the day, the outlook on physical fitness training and working out and how it's not something that we have to do. We get to do this. This is a privilege. Um, I am, I, you know, it goes even back to working the kitchen at American brewery in the front of the house. Like it can absolutely be a grind at times. And just by simply shifting your mindset and the mentality of, instead of thinking, Oh, I have to do this. Like you get to do this. Like it, it is an honor. It is, you get to work out today. And, um, I mean, there's definitely, there's grind within all of it. There's grind when you guys work out, there's grind. Um, whenever, you know, working, working mothers, working individuals, uh, it's a lot and it can be a lot of pressure if you allow it to be a lot of pressure. Um, I've always, I love the saying, um, that I, and I have to constantly remind myself that don't overcomplicate something that's very simple and don't simplify something that's very complicated. So, um, I just want you guys to take that with you and I'm super excited to bring on Saks today. Um, welcoming her to the show, uh, let's bring her on.
I want to welcome you onto the Reborn podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I have to say that I am just such a huge fan of you, uh, just the charisma that you put out there, the vibes that you put out there. You are so fierce. You're so badass. Um, Not even just as like a a female business owner, but just a business owner in general and um, putting everything out there that you do. I just want to say like, it's it's a huge honor to have you on the Reborn podcast today. And I'm also, um, if you can see, I'm wearing my, uh, I have my headphones and so it's kind of weird, but I love your earrings. I, the moment I saw the earrings that you're making, I had to have them like immediately. So, um, it's a, such a beautiful, beautiful product. Um, but, uh, I would like for you to start out with, um, can you just kind of like talk to the the listeners and people who are are listening to the show and, and maybe they don't know who you are, like what you're about. Can you, um, talk about like your story and how you got to like where you are today and then what you're currently doing? Absolutely. Um, I'm Saxony Whalen. I am married to Sean Whalen. Many of you might know him. We have five kids, three dogs, a snake, and I don't know, a whole lot of life going on in this house. My story began, like the real impactful part of my story I see is um, I had a son when I was 18 and I went through all kinds of trials and things. And I was a single mom on food stamps and his dad wasn't in the picture. And, and, you know, I just, I've always had this resilience to like, do more, be more, do more, regardless of circumstances. And, you know, life took me through a lot of ups and downs. And, um, I had, I was bulimic from the age from 10 to 27, which was also a really wild adventure in itself and self-discovery, honestly, like I have a lot of gratitude and light for those moments. And, um, my oldest son who was, who I had young, he ended up being adopted by my best friend when he was four. And his, that guy is still one of my best friends. We've raised this kid together. And it's really this, this wild adventure of, of what could have been horribly negative circumstances have just been like amazing, golden nuggets of opportunity and growth for my life. And, you know, like I met my husband a few years back and we dated for a while and then we broke up. We broke up for six months. And, um, once again, like, Oh, this is terrible, but it ends up being one of the best things ever. And we reconnected and, um, yeah. So a lot of my life has been focused on being resilient, finding gratitude and really, finding the lesson. So a lot of like, this is what I love about following you is you're all about this fitness and female empowerment and motherhood and entrepreneurship. And it's like, those are, I vibe with that so much and, um, health and wellness and fitness has become one of the best therapies for just living my life. It's not, it has a beautiful byproduct of like, you get to look a certain way and feel a certain way, but truly it's like, it's such a beautiful form of self-love. So yeah. So Sax, I love so many things about your story. It's it's so refreshing to hear just a very unique perspective on today's episode. And the one thing I'm going to call out first and foremost is, you know, I'm picking up very early that you and Ashley have one thing in common that you're very complimentary of your partners, uh, both Sean and Blue. But look, you both are total badasses. You need to give yourself a lot more credit. And I hope after today's episode, we can find out a lot more about that as well. 
on that note, uh, I want to be able to, to dive in a little bit just on the topic of community because you spoke a little bit about your struggles early on with motherhood uh, and just kind of the impact and importance of having people in your life that helped you in so many ways. Talk to us just a little bit about, you know, how important community was early on in your life and the impact that carried over from learning that lesson uh, as a mother early on and just never being afraid to to kind of lean on those individuals and, and, and ask for help and, and how that's kind of helped you be so successful today, both in motherhood, business and beyond. Absolutely. I, um, I was kind of even raised in like a, a patchwork family. I call it patchwork. It's like I had aunts that weren't aunts. I had uncles that weren't uncles. I had, you know, and I realized that it is like, it takes a village and it doesn't, there is no shoulds or have tos in raising a child. And so back then it was like, I had, amazing parents stepped in and just like, we just did it. We, you know, we piled in together and we really, we made the best of it. And then with my friend, he was a the time he was a 23 year old single guy. Like he didn't need to adopt a baby by any means, but he grew up without a dad. His dad was killed in a car wreck and I think it was a drunk driving accident. And so he recognized that, you know, I grew up without a dad I don't want this kid to grow up without a dad. I love him. And so we just powwowed together. We made it happen. And it is, it's like the beautiful thing too, about that type of having that openness with your children, having that openness of allowing, truly allowing them to be loved by people that may have not, you know, they're not blood. They're not part of, mm-hmm. and trusting in that is, is like, I've seen the most, incredible love come out of this man and this child where they didn't have to do this. They didn't have to be together, but it shows the power of love. And even to add another element to this, his father, my ex-husband remarried the most exquisitely beautiful soul on the planet. Her name, you know, and they have chose to love this child who's now 19. He's a grown man going to college. He's, (laughs) he turned out great, but you know, it's like, I've seen the impact of true love and community and family, like just, but it's like, you have to be open to letting that into your space as much as showing up to love. Can we kind of talk about a little bit about, um, whenever you went through bulimia, because I, I think that that is something that, um, it's, it's not really spoken about very much. And I, I just want to like, you know, say thank you so much for being vulnerable and like talking about that. Cause that was a phase in your life. And you said it was for like seven years. You were a bulimic. Oh, wow. Can we, um, yeah. like, where do you think that that stemmed from? Like, were you trying to fit in? Were you at that point, did you even know like what health and fitness was? Was it because of stress? Was it because of like the, like a lifestyle that you were living? And then how did you get out of that? And do you still suffer from, from like wanting to go back to that lifestyle now? Sure. So it started so young, it started at 10. And I honestly don't have a lot of recollection of like where it came from. Because the 10 year old, if you spend time with a 10 year old, they're not really, you know, they're not, it's not as deep as, so to me, what I've gathered is it was probably a way of coping with external stresses in my life. Because my parents got divorced at nine, they got remarried at 11. So just, it happens to be right there in that space. Um, And I don't, you know, I don't have any, um, I don't have any, how do I explain this? Like I look back and I'm grateful I had something to help me make it through a hard time Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, 
as it progressed, it kind of changed. So when I went into my teen years, it became more of a, um, to keep it, to keep the way I looked. And then after I had my son, which was, you know, my late teens, early twenties, I went through this whole thing where like, it really consumed my life. So I was so, how do I explain it? Like it, my whole world revolved around being bulimic. And it's because I was in such a dark place in my soul, like in my spirit, where it was the only thing that I truly had to feel better. But as I got older, I realized that that was like, uh, living in the shame and hiding in that space was only, I was only doing myself a disservice. And so this became like, I just, I broke out into this path of self-discovery of saying like, why, do, why does this exist? Where is it really coming from? What power do I have in showing up in a different way in life? And it took me, it honestly took me probably four years to fully get down to where I could stop. Because the thing is with bulimia or a lot of eating disorders is it's like, it's like another addiction, right? But there's no abstinence from this. So when someone is bulimic, they, you can't not eat. Like food is your drug of choice, but you can't, you have to eat. So what do you do with that? So it's a new level of, of reframing how you see life, how you see food, how you see fitness. And when I was 27, I, fi- I lost a baby because I was really, really sick. Or 26. I was really, really sick. I lost a baby. And I, I went to my knees and really went to God. And I was like, God, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Whatever it takes, I'm ready. Whenever, whenever you say that, whenever you say that you were sick, was it, you were sick because you were bulimic, you were sick and you, mm-hmm. you miscarried. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my body was just really unhealthy. I didn't look like there's pictures, you know, I can show pictures. I, I had a very thin frame, but a very swollen face mm-hmm. from, cause that's one of the side effects. And, um, you know, I just, I was miserable. My life was miserable. And I have a lot of empathy for men and women that, and children and kids, teens that struggle with eating disorders because it is a, it's a really, really hard place to be. And that's why I'm really outspoken about it because I lived in so much shame for so long and I didn't know anybody else in the whole world had bulimia. Mm-hmm. I thought literally I was the only one because it's such a shameful thing. Most people hide behind it. Do you... Do you get pulled back into that? Do you get pulled back in that, like in the present day? Like, how do you, if you do, how do you cope with that? So I could, okay. it could happen because it's definitely, um, something that's in my, my brain, mm-hmm. but this is where fitness has become my greatest therapy. So I know that if I take care of my body, this does not, this, I, it's like, this monster or this energy doesn't come back and live in, in a loud space for me. Does that make sense? So I know that if I am eating well and I take care of my body at the gym, it, it, it doesn't exist. But if I were to not do those things, if I were to not show up and actually eat well and take care of myself, love my body, love my you know heart, soul, everything, it would come back. Absolutely. And so it's just like, it's like with anything, it's a, it's a maintaining a lifestyle to not have that back again. Mm-hmm. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com, the premier men's grooming brand offering the best tools and solutions for men's hygiene across the globe. It's official. Manscaped has officially taken over the world. They just launched their new fourth generation electric body trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0 globally, which means international shipping all the way from the United States to Canada, Australia, and the UK, all of Europe, Singapore, and South Africa. Men across the world can get their ultimate Manscaped experience when you purchase their new performance package 4.0 bundle. Included is the Lawnmower Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer. The Lawnmower 4.0 has these replaceable ceramic blades with skin safe technology and a built in LED light to help you trim with confidence. The Manscaped team redesigned the new Lawnmower 4.0 to include a cool new wireless charging system. These indicator lights on the front now show you how much juice you have, so you're always ready to go. There is also a new travel lock feature, so you can ensure that when you take flight, your trimmer travels safely with you. It's definitely important. Also included is their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Because Manscaped is so much more than a ball trimmer company. The new Performance Package 4.0 bundle now includes their new Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmers as well. This thing is a game changer. Don't sleep on cleaning up your nose hairs and avoid painful alternatives like plucking or waxing. Pulling out nose hairs hurts more than nicking your balls. And when you opt in for the full performance package 4.0 kit, you get the biggest bang for your buck. You can enroll in their peak hygiene plan and get ongoing replenishments of your favorite products flown in straight to your door, hassle-free. For a limited time, you can also get not one, but two free gifts. Two, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off plus free international shipping plus two free gifts when you visit manscaped.com forward slash Ashley. That is manscaped.com forward slash Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff. Your balls and your body will thank you. Just remember, it's 20% off plus free international shipping plus two free gifts whenever you visit manscaped.com forward slash Ashley. So at what point, I mean, there, there it's, it's obvious that over this journey, um, of your life, like something happened to you, you transitioned from, uh, you know, going through all of these like kind of, you know, moments of learning moments of like where you felt like that you either weren't enough or that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the trials that you were going through and the heartache of, of losing a child, um, from miscarriage. I have lost a child through miscarriage and it takes a long, long time to get over that. How, how 
what happened because you are a fierce woman now and you are strong and you can see your deltoids right now popping out of your tank top. In fact, I was like, wow, my, uh, my blazer that I had on was like getting tight. I was like, I need to like, where are my shoulders at? Um, but like, there's, there's this clear and obvious, and, and you can even see it like through, if you guys are not following her on Instagram, you have to follow her on Instagram. And she is such an inspiring and motivational human being with a beautiful soul. But what, tell me, can you talk? Like what, what, like what point in your life did you transition? What point did you feel like that your soul just caught on fire with this passion and, you know, your self-worth and, and, um, the things that you are, are capable of accomplishing? Because I really do believe that like everything that you're doing right now, and you've probably been doing it for a while, but I believe that this is just the beginning for you. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a fierce one. Like since I was little, I've been, I'm just a fierce woman, but I was fiercely negative and now I'm fiercely positive. So um, I honestly believe it was, so a lot of things happened when I was about 26 years old. I, that was when I lost the baby. I was number one in this, you know, in the state and what I did for corporate America. I was really, really, really successful. I worked. What did you do for corporate America? Um, I was a business banker and I just, I just killed it, but I was also just killing myself. And so you know, burning the candle at both ends, trying to basically create, um, uh, how do you, how do you know how to say this? Create like an external validation to, to like fulfill my suffering. Does that make sense? Like, so if the, if everything looked amazing, I would maybe feel better. And I left that job and went on a six month leave of absence an emotional leave of absence. And I literally had a, a breakdown. Like I will admit it. I sat on the couch for months and just was like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know why I'm doing it. And so it's, to me, it's like, I feel like I had an ego death. I laid there and just surrendered to God and to myself. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I rewrote my whole life and I, I burnt it to the ground for the most part. And um, I ended up getting pregnant in this time with my youngest son and he's one of my saving graces because God had this funny way of putting him in my life where he knew. And I knew that if I was going to carry a child, there's a whole new level that I would love myself at because it wasn't just about me anymore. And I took this nine months of just loving this baby, just focusing on the love of this baby and being this, safe vessel for this child to, you know, to come into this world from. And I did so much healing in the process of carrying this baby. And it was this beautiful, like tangled, uh, all these tangled events that ended up being exquisite. And so when he was born, um, that was when I officially quit corporate America. And that's when I just, I kept rebuilding. I was like, I kept, I would ask myself all the time, what do you want, Sax? Like, what do you want? Like, I want, I want to be happy. I want to feel good. Like, I want to be a normal mom. I want to, you know, I want to have freedom and all these things. And it just kept driving. So then when I would be able to answer the question, I said, so what does it look like? So what are you going to do? And sh shortly after that is when I went to work for myself and I've been self-employed ever since. Um, and I just... Honestly, like, it's just been a really slow process, but I just kept asking myself, like, what do you want? 
And it was always that I wanted more love, more happiness, more grace, more forgiveness. And I wanted to give the same. I love that. And and Sax, I love that it just comes so naturally in conversation when we have certain guests on that the reborn moment just takes center stage from the very beginning of these conversations. You talked a little bit about the the pivotal moment and change that happened when your son came into the world and everything that happened and kind of took place, uh, you know, and, and how your morals and values all while they remain the same it felt like just everything in your world was changing and shifting and and the house was burning down and you had to rebuild it back up. Talk to us just a little bit about that moment in your life and how you go about assessing that and ensuring that you can define success. You know, like how do you go about defining success when looking at major pivotal changes in your life? Sure. Sure. So I had a lot of really good influences in my life. I went, I started going to college actually at that time mm. and studying anthropology because I love, I love humans. I think they're fascinating. I love social science. And my grandmother pulled me aside one day. She's a really successful businesswoman. I, most of the women in my life are really successful businesswomen. So um, it's been modeled well for me. And she said, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in college? She goes, if you don't make a hundred thousand dollars your first year selling real estate, she goes, you know, like, fine, you win. I'll, I'll give you all your money back that you invested. Cause she really wanted to put me like, encourage me to sell real estate. And it's because I've been flipping homes. I, my, my dad's a builder. Like, so that was something I super, super loved. And she, I thought, you know what? She's right. So I went and did that and I did like, I killed it. I killed it in real estate. And I did that for a while. And, um, you know, but like, that also wasn't my thing. And, and, and I'm a huge believer. I might be one of like an anomaly, but I love to change careers all the time. I think it's liberating. Um, cause I know I'll be successful in whatever that's, I do. That's why I do like seven different businesses because you know, it's just like, if I get bored at one, I'm like, Oh, well I have like five other that <laughs> needs a lot of help right now. So I just, right. you know. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know? And so, you know, it's even like when Sean and I got together, He's like, uh, we talked about it. He's like, you know, do you want to, do you want to build this together? Do you want to do this together? You want to keep doing real estate? And I was like, ah, real estate's fine. I'm like, well, let's build this. You know, oh, I'm going to do earrings now too. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, I totally vibe on that. Um, a lot of it too is I just had people, like I have good people in my space. Like I would never say that I come up with all this stuff on my own. I'm, I mean, my amazing husband was the one that was like, sex, get your damn earrings for sale already. And I'm like, eh, you know? <laughs> And he kept encouraging me knowing that this is something, but to me, it was just like, I was loving doing it. And, and ever since they've launched, like they sell out instantly and it's really cool. So I just, I'm so blessed to have really, really, really epic humans in my life. Can, can we, can we like talk about that? Like, how do you, and I think that, you know, for me, it's like, if, if somebody comes into my life and, and if they're negative or in any way, and I think a lot of young people who are starting the journey of entrepreneurship, a lot of people who are starting the journey of like, even fitness, like you're going yeah. to have the negative people and the naysayers. And I feel like 90% of the time people allow that to stop them dead in their tracks. And they're like, yeah. Oh wait, like, like do like, should I do it? Or like, am I good enough? Or like, am I capable? or, you know, can I run that first ever, ever marathon? Do you have like a, like a method to that? Like, how do you keep the positivity, uh, just flowing in your life and, and keeping that, um, keeping that core people, because there's a saying that says the person in the person in your life that has the loudest voice will ultimately have the 
loudest and the strongest influence in your life. And I think Mm -hmm. that everything that you're saying right now is like matching up to that. And how do you, how do you kind of direct that and like navigate through those waters? So, um, boundaries, Mm. I discovered what boundaries were. Like there's a lot of people in my life that love me wholeheartedly, but they don't under like, so I coach with women sometimes. And I say this, like, cause this will come up a lot. People that are naysayers that love you are usually just, they're so scared because they love you so much. They don't want to see you hurt. They don't want to see you fail. So the way they're delivering this love is through scarcity and naysaying because they think that that's in their mind. That's how they speak to themselves. They think that they're protecting you with that naysay or people that shit all over you. That's them. Like people like, you know, this happens in families a lot. You should be doing this. You should be doing this. Well, Truly, I believe that comes from a place of good in them. The delivery is just out of fear. Mm. It's out of scarcity. And so when you can kind of rehear that, when you get this naysaying energy, I just kind of like retranslate. It's like, okay, they're saying that, but really this is what they mean. How do I feel about me? What is my truth? What do I believe about myself? And what I believe about myself is um, I make good choices I'm resilient as fuck. So whatever happens, I'll be okay. (laughs) And I know that I don't, I also don't take life super seriously. So it makes moves a lot easier because I don't look at like good and bad or success and failure. It's like, it's just an experience. So it could go in a really, really great way. It could go kind of in a way that I'm going to learn a lot of lessons, but I don't have this like I don't hold myself to perfection anymore. I was just talking to my daughter about this morning. I'm like, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I don't like, I just, I just do it because it's what I want to do. Not necessarily. Um, if I think that I'm going to be successful at it, I do it because it's like, if my heart says yes, then I go mm-hmm. and you can learn to feel that internals, uh, that navigator that says this is good or this is not going to be good. And it comes with a massive resistance. And if you recognize that massive resistance in your spirit with something, you might want to look at it. But other than that, like, go live life. I don't know, just go live it. Yeah. I love that. Was it hard to go from like, do you feel like that you were just such a perfectionist for the longest time that did did you, did you, did you get freedom after the, like, whenever you were like, you know what, I'm just going to like, kind of like let go and, and, and not have, did, did you feel like it was expectations of being like, like a perfectionist for yourself or expectations of being a perfectionist for like those around you? I think it was perfection for myself, but also perfection because I was so afraid of the judgment. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid of being shamed when I was already living in such a state of shame that it would have just like taken me further into this dark space. And so I would almost try to like protect myself and build this wall of like, well, if everything appears to be perfect, then no one will, no one will judge me. And that way I won't have to actually like go deeper into my own thing, my own shame where I was already living And the word freedom is everything. What you just said, freedom. Yes. Like everything I do in life is to give myself more freedom. Sean and I talk about that all the time. Like we work really hard because we want more freedom. Mm -hmm. We don't want more stuff. We don't want more whatever. It's like, we want more freedom. And what does freedom mean? Like that's, we get to define that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Freedom is everything. And cause I don't like, I don't take for granted the days on this planet. I feel very, very grateful that I have this life. I have this breath. I have this moment. Cause for so long, I didn't necessarily have that or feel that or even recognize that. So now it's like, 
you know, all my choices are based around like, how do I make this moment matter? Truly matter. Can we talk about your earrings and Veda, Veda, Veda soul? How do you say that? Veda soul. Veda soul. Can we talk about that? I want to talk about, um, the name, why you came up with the name. And, uh, I've had so many DMS of people being like, what is the, like the name of your earrings again that you got? And, um, I'm like, I'm always like, ha ha ha. Good luck. Like make sure you sign up for the uh, text message notifications because the chances of you getting them are probably pretty slow. <laughs> but, uh, can you, can you talk about, yeah, talk about that, about like, um, the name and then, um, like what, like what's next for the earrings. Everybody's like dying to get these earrings, these beautiful feather earrings and just kind of like your message behind that. Sure. Sure. So, uh, beta is a name that I always thought I would name my daughter. Mm. So I was a little, little kid. If you've seen the movie, my girl from the eighties yes. or 90s, yes. uh, beta. And I, it just, this name was in my space forever, forever. And then it occurred to me that maybe this name means something else. And, um, it was just of significance. And then one day I looked it up, but to me, it was always spelled B-E-D-A. And on the movie, her name is B-A-D-A. So, but I was like, no, it's E-D-A. So I looked it up and it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, it means knowledge. Like, and to me, it was like, maybe this is like a soul thing. Maybe this is part of like, a soul name or something to do with like my soul space. And so I, you know, beta soul sounded kind of like de la soul. <laughs> I was like, Hey, it has this ring to it. So it, that was where it came up with it or where I came up with it was just, this name was significant in my whole life. And, um, yeah, so it's the whole working with feathers has been, I've worked with feathers many times in my life, actually during my, kind of meltdown period, uh, like 11 years ago, 12 years ago, I was also working with feathers and making things. It's a huge therapy for me. And it's a very like grounding, um, this is why I make them. I don't need them mass produced by people working for me. Like I make them cause it's, it's, I'm mindful about it and I'm very like intentional about it. My heart's in it. I'm very, very much, it's a therapy for me. And, um, yeah, so the earrings, like, I just, I love, I genuinely love them. And now like getting to share them with other women has been really fun because I've always, I've just always make my own jewelry and wear it. And that's just kind of my MO. And so it's been really good to like share it out there. That's a, that's a yeah. good energy about it. Um, how long does it take for you to make like a set of earrings? Uh, probably about an hour. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's just a little bit tedious. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it like, you can find these, where can you find the earrings at on your, uh, vetasoul.com? Vetasoul.com. Yeah. Vetasoul.com. Um, and definitely check them out on Instagram. What is the Instagram for Vetasoul? Is it just Vetasoul? Vetasoul or period. Okay. Yeah. And if you guys are wanting some of these earrings, you have to sign up for like the newsletter or like the notifications because it is uh it is a really, really hot item because it's beautiful. And you can tell that you put so much time and effort and, and energy. And, uh, I just like love, I absolutely love the story behind it and, and everything that you are creating. Um, I, uh, I have one final question, uh, that I really want to ask you. And I, I, I want to ask you like, what is, what is the legacy that Sachs wants to leave behind? Oh my gosh. I want people to see
see, I, I would love to encourage people through my own, through my own, you know, the way I model my life to truly like love themselves, like define love in themselves and in others and just feel that flow of love because the, our humanness, I write about this a lot. Our humanness has this ego that's protecting us at all times, but so much of that's keeping us separated and separated from our true selves, separated from the collective, separated from our, from the people we love the most, because we have all of these like have tos and shoulds and roles and conditioning. And it's like, let it, I just want to be like, let it go and be here now. Right. Like just love, like truly find that love in your spirit because it's the yummiest, most delicious space I've ever found and thing I've ever found. Well, that is like, that is just so beautiful sax. I mean, you can just see just like the all the good vibes and, and your beautiful souls. Just it's even pouring out through the uh, podcast and your energy. You're such great, great energy. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave for our listeners today? Oh my gosh. Have fun with life. Just yeah. have fun. Like forgive, smile, like let go, like shake your shoulders and go like run in the park like a child. Like just go, just go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like so so much of life. I'm like, it's not real. Like, yeah. Like, go have fun. Don't Get be so serious all the time. It's such a fun place to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time and sharing your energy with us. And um it was really great to get to know your story a little bit more and I cannot wait to continue to follow you and just watch you grow and um really appreciate you taking the time to to be with me here today on the Reborn Podcast. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. I just Thank adore you. you. I told my daughter this morning, I was like, I'm going to be on Ashley's podcast because she's like, out of you. Oh, that was cool, so girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All righty. Um, well, I will talk to you soon and just hit me up if you need anything. Hey, thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that is it for the Reborn Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, give us some comments, give us some feedback, send us your questions so we can answer that on the next Reborn Podcast. We really appreciate your support and the love, and we are out. Mm-hmm.